Hi there, thanks for 111k. My name's just Mimodus Touch Medusa, and we are going to see what's going on. Um, Trending takes. Clarence Thomas gives most pathetic excuse for his crimes 41 minutes ago. I think it's because, um, well, he didn't know that. Wait. We thought it was hospitality. Thought it was hospitality. It was all those millions in unreported gifts. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. After being exposed, engaging in a massive crime spree, receiving millions of dollars of gifts from a Republican benefactor, right-wing Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas Hitler has issued loving. a response through the Public Information Officer of the United States Supreme Court. It is utterly pathetic. We had previously reported here at the Midas Touch Network, based on the reporting by ProPublica, that Harlan Crow, this right-wing billionaire donor, had given millions of dollars in lavish gifts for more than two decades to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. He brought Clarence Thomas on all of these lavish trips to Indonesia and the Greek islands and his private resorts in the Adirondacks in New York, his camp called Topperin and uh, all these other incredible trips and gave uh, Clarence Thomas the free reign to use his private jet, a Bombardier 5000, to use his super yacht, the Michaela. And uh, Justice Clarence Thomas didn't report any of this on his disclosure forms where it lists gifts. So after being caught, this is what Justice Clarence Thomas, the right-wing Supreme Court justice who has made such rulings as allowing unlimited corporate expenditures in campaigns, as well as taking away a woman's right to control her body. This is what Justice Clarence Thomas uh, has responded based on the reporting. This is the official response to the reporting that he engaged in these crimes. He goes, Please see the following statement from Justice Clarence Thomas. Harlan and Kathy Crow are among our dearest friends, and we have been friends for over 25 years. As friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips during the more than a quarter century we have known them. Early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. I have endeavored to follow that counsel throughout my tenure and have always sought to comply with the disclosure guidelines. These guidelines are now being changed as the committee of the Judicial Conference responsible for financial disclosures for the entire federal judiciary just this past month. What a coincidence. Announced new guidance. I added the what's the coincidence part. And it is, of course, my intent to follow this guidance in the future. And this is, again, from the public information officer. So, so much to unpack here. But let me give you my broad observations first. So, number one, you're either a criminal, which I believe you are, um, or number two, you exercised such 
poor judgment that you don't belong anywhere near a courtroom, yet alone to wear the judicial robe and to make these decisions that have harmed so many Americans. But I think it's the former. I just think that you are a complete and utter criminal and crook. And by the way, now you've brought in all of the other judges, right? Because, and, and all the other right-wing judges, because that's the people who are doing it. I'm sure it's people like who? Alito? Um, they were yeah. the judges who were uh, giving you that advice because we know from other whistleblower testimony before Congress, when Congress actually held appropriate oversight hearings before the Republicans took over, that groups like Faith in Action were basically bribing people like Justice Alito to make favorable rulings for right-wing causes. But I like how you go, I sought the guidance from my colleagues. Really? Really? <laughs> Your one? colleagues on the Supreme Court told you that it was okay for you Man to take Sunday. millions of dollars in gifts? And then where it says gifts on the financial disclosure report, not to report it because you deemed a gift to be hospitality and you believed personal friendship, hospitality doesn't constitute a gift. And you are supposed to be the person making statutory interpretations that affect life and death of people, yeah. that affect our economy, that brother. affect bodily autonomy of women. It's, it's you. And you go, oh, I just believe that to be personal hospitality hospitality, which did not have to be uh, disclosed. Now let's go deeper, though, and let's talk about the lies, where you go, he's just a close personal friend who did not have business before the court. Really? How about the fact that Harlan Crow sits on the board of AEI, the American Enterprise Institute, a right-wing think tank, which every single day has the goal of influencing the United States Supreme Court. So let's just dispel that falsehood right away. And how about when you would go to Camp Topridge in the Adirondacks and get all of these you know, massive gifts and free hotel room stays and all of this stuff from Harlan Crow. How about the fact that who else was there? How about maybe Leonard Leo, the head of the Federalist Society, was there as well? So it was just you and Harlan Crow and the head of the Federalist Society. What? Just chilling, smoking cigars, t talking about what? Talking about the weather, talking about how, how great the fishing was. Yeah, you want us to believe that? Oh, and by the way, how would I know that you were there with Leonard Leo? How about because there's a big freaking portrait at the Camp Topridge owned by Harlan Crow, and there's a photo of you smoking a cigar with Harlan Crow, and guess who else is in the photo? Leonard Leo, head of Federalist Society. Guess who else is in the photo? Mark Paletta, a Trump administration official, general counsel of the Office of Management and Budget, who also goes out there every single day and claims that the Supreme Court shouldn't have additional oversight. So what a complete and utter trash statement that is, where it demonstrates, one, you lack judicial temperament to even be anywhere near the judge. You lack any sense of judgment at all. Your interpretation of rules is so ridiculously appalling but more significantly, it shows that you are an utter criminal who also want to throw your other right-wing justices under the bus with you. I, I get that from that full statement. Well, what is Harlan Crow stating in Harlan Crow's statement? Harlan Crow writes, 
My wife Kathy and I have been friends with Justice Thomas and his wife Ginny since 1996. We are very dear friends. The hospitality we have extended to the Thomases over the years is no different from the hospitality we have extended to our many other dear friends. We have been most fortunate to have a great life of many friends and financial success. And we have always placed a priority on spending time with our family and friends. Justice Thomas and Ginny never asked for any of this hospitality. We have never asked about a pending or lower court case, and Justice Thomas has never discussed one, and we have never sought to influence Justice Thomas on any legal or political issue. Oh, that's why we just have liars. Leonard Leo, my dear friend, the head of the Federalist Society, and Mark Paletto, my dear friend, one of the top Trump administration Who's officials the from the Office of Management and Budget. Oh, we just all just hang out. We have no intent to influence anything. Oh, when Citizens United came up in 2010, and I gave Ginny Thomas $500,000 back then, including $150,000 that she used for her salary. Uh, that wasn't anything suspicious that we should be looked into. Completely and utterly ridiculous, these statement folks. And by the way, it's worth noting as well that, uh, that Harlan Crow is one of the largest collectors of Nazi memorabilia, of Adolf Hitler paintings, um, of Adolf Hitler silverware. And I mean, he has a garden in his backyard in Dallas called the Garden of Evil of like dictators throughout the 20th century. Because he goes, when I go into my garden, I just want to, I just want to be reminded of the evil. That's what he says. Oh, and the reason why I have all these Adolf Hitler paintings all around my house is I want to be reminded of, of the evil. Number one collector of Adolf Hitler paintings. Come on, folks. Oh, and by the way, you want to see how this all works. You want to see how the billionaire boys club then all kind of supports each other. And, and the good news is, is that they're losing power with media networks like this. We're able to disseminate the truth and more people can watch this than, for example, read the Wall Street Journal. So, but just watch, for example, um, what Rupert Murdoch wrote, and this is um, in the this is what we said on Twitter too. We go fact: the Murdoch-owned Wall Street Journal, which is used to launder right-wing propaganda as legitimate news to protect billionaire interests, is furious that their corruption was exposed for the world to see. We were commenting on the Wall Street Journal's article, which says. The left is furious. It lost control of the Supreme Court, and it wants it back by whatever means possible. The latest effort is a smear on Justice Thomas. And as you go into the article, this is what they say is the smear by ProPublica, who first reported this on Clarence Thomas. This is what the Wall Street Journal writes. They go, with words and phrases intended to convey that this is all some how disreputable super yacht luxury trips exclusive california all male retreats sprawling ranch private chefs elegant accommodation opulent lodges lavishing the justice with gifts and more adjectival overkill is the method of bad polemicists who don't have much to report the propublica writers suggest that justice thomas may have violated ethic rules and they quoted a couple of cherry-picked ethicists to express their dismay oh really cherry-picked ethicists they quoted former federal judges who talked about how outrageous 
outrageous and absurd this is. Oh, and by the way, why then would they all of a sudden in the Supreme Court be changing the rules now where he has to disclose that? And, and your complaint is that they use words like super yacht luxury. It was. Objectively, Thomas went on That's what's a called a super yacht. Yeah, I'm sorry trip. you don't like the word, but he took the trip. Luxury trips. He took luxury trips, yes. Trips that cost $500,000 for one trip. That's a luxury trip, okay? Most Americans were not going on $500,000 trips. Exclusive California all-male retreats, that is what the place calls themselves an exclusive California all-male retreat where they went on. A sprawling ranch, yeah, where you live on a ranch with hundreds and thousands of acres, yeah, that is a sprawling ranch. Private ship. I'm sending this to the... Uh... Justice Department um, on Instagram Department oh, it's not coming up Department of Justice Justice Justicia, hmm, not coming up. The Justice DPT. Okay, Justice Department. Millions of dollars in unreported gifts. Okay. Okay, and then I'm, I'm gonna oh, screenshot. Millions of dollars in unreported gifts. Okay, Republicans overturning Roe v. Wade was. Let's <clears throat> take action on global human rights issues. Six victims, including a cop. So what's the Republican excuse going to be this time? Hmm. Wow. In Louisville, shooting. The NRA. 
Christopher Prez, Trista for Prez. We need to look into how much, how many millions of dollars are being funneled into Republican campaigns through the NRA from Russia with love. Also, we need to demand the ouster of all the GOP January 6th insurrectionists. Tell the Democrats in Congress to grow a spine and call for the expulsion. Put that on Facebook. Just for Senate's. Okay. Maybe I'll change my name. Got 272 followers on Instagram on Tristan for Congress. Um, I got one message. That is edit profile. Oh, it does say Christopher Prez. It's 111k. Now, thank you. Username Trista for Congress. Hmm. Uh, change or create page. Trista. Oh, ship. Cancel. Alright. Yes, I'm gonna cancel. Hmm. Okay. Kidoke. I'm following 22,313 people and I have 272 followers. Okay, I'm gonna post a reel. Keeping it real, man. Videos. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prez, and I don't know about you, but I have just been loving on these headlines, haven't you? Trump arrested again, <laughs> Jack Smith charges Trump, 
He's charged down in Georgia. Election fraud interference. Now I know what Schadenfreude's all about. His civil rape trial starts April 24th. Actually, it's the they are the harder they fall, eh? We were almost speaking German there, America. I don't know about you, but that was, dang, that was a close call. Flirtation with fascism is putting it lightly. This is Jim has become a major threat in the United States and rights strategy in his new book, The Under. Yeah, because the fucking Justice Department won't do his fucking and the Congress and the White House. Democracy now, democracy White House can't do it because it can't be political. Perhaps the best day in history. The growth in fascism in the USA because Justice Department, comma Congress won't do their fucking job. Social post Wednesday night. He called those who indicted him radical left lunatics, maniacs, and perverts. This comes after so Judge Marshawn, who's presiding over the case, man. asked Trump to tone down his attacks when Marshawn and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and their families face multiple threats. Trump went after both the judge, the DA, their wives, the judge's daughter, as well um, the staffs are getting death threats. Well, our next guest spent the last decade reporting on how fascism has become a major threat in the United States and writes about it in his new book, The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War. Jeff Charlotte is an award-winning journalist and author, professor of English and creative writing at Dartmouth College, contributing editor at Family Fair magazine. His book debuted in the New York Times bestseller list just three spots behind far-right Florida governor Ron DeSantis, a possible Republican presidential challenger to Trump in 2024. Uh, Jeff, welcome back to Democracy Now! This is a powerful work. If you can put the Country, speaking to um, people deeply involved with the far right, supporters of Donald Trump. I think the indictment, uh, the arrest of Donald Trump, which I believe was the right thing to do, is also, unfortunately, the fulfillment of something that's been coming for a long time. 
I think of the Trumpocene, a term I borrowed from my friend Jeff Rowe, a filmmaker, the Trumpocene, the age of Trump, in which his politics sort of defines a national conversation uh, as having three stages. One, the prosperity gospel, get rich. Two, a kind of dark conspiratorial... Ashley Babbitt, the insurrectionist who was killed uh, at the Capitol and quickly became a martyr for the right. And I kind of think of her as holding a spot on the cross, a placeholder uh, that Trump was uh, keeping it warm until Trump could push her aside and heave himself up there. And that he's occupying the role of a martyr um, in the, the theology and the dream politic of, of fascism now. So, Jeff, if you could talk about, first of all, explain the title of your book, The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War, why you believe there is a slow civil war ongoing, and whether you think this trial, in fact, as you've said, and we'll uh, go back to Ashley Babbitt, whom you write about in the book, if you think this trial uh, will uh, exacerbate the fissures that you think are responsible for this slow civil war. Yeah, I've been reporting about right-wing movements around the United States, around the globe, for 20 years. And uh, if you had asked me 10 years ago, It started moving into the center, and then people who were at the fringe, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, carried it into the center with her language of the national divorce, and Trump himself with the civil war language. After January 6, 2021, I noticed that a lot of American historians, uh, folks who are, are, are understand that history usually does move slowly, were saying we're closer to civil war uh, than we have been in a long time. So I decided to start traveling the country talking to folks and, and and one indicator to me is that when i would i didn't even have to say a question i would just say civil war and the answer from so many uh, people was there were two answers uh, yes and they were looking forward to it or yes and it was a sad inevitability but they expected it i don't believe it is an inevitability at all um, but i see people arming up see a steady drumbeat of what I think of as a slow civil war of violence of pregnant people who are dying for lack of reproductive care. Those are casualties. Uh, queer folks being criminalized in up to 20 states now and all the kind of wreckage that comes from that. Those are casualties. And, and really, we see uh, on a weekly basis now uh, uh, armed men with AR-15s, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, Three Percenters outside hospitals, libraries, schools. Um, so I think uh, it's a simmering, and there's more violence going on now as I drove across the country. More guns than I've seen in 20 years of reporting. I think that it doesn't do us any good to say, could there be violence? Instead, we need to recognize that there is violence, and how are we going to respond? So, Jeff, if you could now go back to uh, Ashley Babbitt, the, the woman who was killed uh, during the uh, January 6th insurrection. Uh, as you point out, she used to be uh, an Obama supporter. So, first explain uh, 
how you can convey what what is Trump's political ideology, and what did you understand from her about how she went from supporting Obama to becoming such an ardent uh, enthusiast for Trump? I think we can understand Trump's ideology. There's a short word for it, which is fascism, and uh, really in the classical sense, not in the way that we might want to describe various right-wing figures, but uh, the true, the cult of personality and the pleasure in violence, um, uh, along with the the sort of description of the rest of the world around him as as decadent. understand the, the undertow that pulls people like Ashley Babbitt or so many of the other figures I encountered in my travels into that into that sort of black hole of fascism is to recognize it's not so much about any particular issue, um, but rather uh, it is an aesthetic, as fascism is, but also uh, a theology. And that's why I said the prosperity gospel is, <laughs> it comes from evangelicals and the idea that God wants you to be rich and the way that you know that is because he's made your pastor so rich. Trump's golden plain is evidence of God's intention. The next stage of that, which I refer to as a kind of Americanized Gnostic gospel, uh, a gospel of conspiracies, of initiate, uh, uh, secret initiates, and um, of uh, 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 waterless, Gnosticism calls waterless canals, but what Trump calls uh, the deep state. Um, this is sort of an appealing, the idea that you have this inside track of knowledge. And then we come uh, to martyrdom. Um, which, of course, we know has always had this kind of pull, the victimization of white grievance, um, which is the sort of uh, the current that, that pulls white supremacy along. Jeff Charlotte, I wanted to turn to the far-right Georgia Republican Congress member Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was just in New York to rally for Donald Trump for a few minutes before he was arrested, where she was drowned out by whistles. But she was heard loud and clear this past Sunday in an interview. Whistles that were given out by a Trump supporter. CBS's 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl. This is a clip. The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. Okay. Okay. Saying, wow, okay. Uh, to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Jeff Charlotte, you tweeted, as a journalist with 20 years Fire. of the beat, I'm going to close read 60 minutes. Um, apply for her job. MTG segment. Stupid to ass start journalist. MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is as famous as they get. That's their justification, fame, a.k.a. popularity, a.k.a. the fundamental currency of fascism, you yeah. said. And then you continue with 30 more tweets. Lay out your critique of this interview. It, it really was. It, it, I, I think of the, the undertow uh, as sort of my inquiry into how to tell stories about fascism with the understanding that a lot of the, the ways that we've used in the past 
um, uh, they don't work anymore. They haven't worked. Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes gave us a master class in how not to tell stories about fascism. In that clip that you show, that wow, the arched eyebrow, um, part of the problem is our imagination, I think Leslie Stahl's imagination, that she still occupies the center, that she can dispatch that which she finds distasteful um, with an arched eyebrow. She's failed to recognize um, that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not a rising star in the old vernacular of politics um, because she's not trying to enter the same cosmos. They're trying to redesign um, the worldview uh, to create a, a, a kind of, I think of fascism as a kind of lucid dreaming in which um, you can make these seemingly absurd assertions. Leslie Stahl can't really contend with that using the frame that they have where we're going to have a polite conversation um, and we're going to, uh, she's going to rely on what she sees as the evident absurdity of that to debunk uh, what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying. I think, too, it's worth saying, if they, just simply saying that they are not pedophiles. This sexual mythology of the right right now, it is a mythology, and I think to understand that you can't fact check a myth. The myth is not based on a claim to reality. Marjorie Taylor Greene knows that. She knows that her power is in spectacle, as fascism has always understood. It's an aesthetic uh, politics. Um, so what she did, and it really in some ways amounted to a defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, when you show B-roll of uh, Leslie Stahl uh, strolling along uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene and marveling at her beautifully kept lawn, um, it's saying, oh, see, you thought this person was dangerous, but here I am walking safely along with them. Marjorie Taylor Greene is dangerous. We need to understand the danger. It's not that she's going to uh, go feral and attack Leslie Stahl. It's that she's going to remake uh, this country in uh, a fascist image. So, Jeff, if we could just go back. I'm sorry, I'm not sure you had an if opportunity you guys to ask a question about yeah. Ashley Babbitt and how she moved from supporting Obama to supporting Trump. And then also uh, a talk about, uh, you say that the rise of fascism in the U.S. is part of a global fascist moment. If you could explain what you mean by that. Yeah, that's sort of uh, the, the microscope and the telescope. And Ashley Babbitt, and, and why I sort of focus so much on her story is, is when I saw her killed on January 6, 2021, and it was a Capitol Police officer who shot her as she was climbing through the window. It said to be that she was unarmed. She wasn't. She was carrying a knife. It's on the cover of the book. Um, the officer was a black man, and uh, as a student of American history and American mythology, I knew what the right would do with that right away. That's the old story. That's the lynching story. Um, that's a justification. And they would take Ashley and they would age her backwards. They started make, saying she was 35. They said she's in her 20s. No, she's in her 16. They made her smaller, an innocent white girl. So I was interested in who was this person, really, and mm -hmm. discovered that uh, she joined the Air Force at 17, motivated by 9-11. Uh, she was two wars deep, you might say, two war generations deep. She served... Uh, uh, eight deployments, uh, both theaters of combat, and she was a Democrat. She wasn't who we imagined. She modeled her life on the Cohen Brothers movie, The Big Lebowski. She lived by the beach, and yet something about Trump in 2016, her first, her first tweet, Radicalized uh, October, her. hashtag love Trump, 
gave her license to indulge, and that which she'd been resisting her whole life. She was deep in debt by that point in her, in her company. Uh, it gave her the license to say, instead of trying to be a better person, what if I indulge myself? What if I let myself go into this undertow, give in to the racist feelings I have in me? She moved close to the border, give in to the misogynist feelings. And it felt to her, she experienced it, she described it as a liberation. She felt free, giving in to her worst impulses. And I saw that play out again and again in the lives of people who you wouldn't expect. They weren't the usual suspects. You wouldn't suspect uh, would, would, would be drawn into that, that undertow. And you said the global fascist moment. Yeah. I think it's worth understanding because the temptation is a sort of the American exceptionalism of Trump, this, this sort of unique figure who was able to open the door to, to change that vernacular. And, you know, as democracy now does such a wonderful job doing, is, is there's fascism around, there always has been, but there has been around the globe now. So we have, you know, we have Erdogan in Turkey, the Trump of Turkey. We have recently the Trump of Brazil. There is a Buddhist monk in Myanmar who calls himself the Trump, the Trump of Myanmar, who uh, has led a kind of genocidal campaign. It is a global fascist moment that is coming out, out of all kinds of forces of the failure of neoliberalism, of the pandemic. Uh, and I think to take it back to the intimate of uh, these individual lives, Grief unprocessed, the grief at loss, she thinks her place as a white person is, is being lost. That's not a legitimate grief, but it's there. But also the grief of the pandemic, the grief of climate change, but she doesn't process it. She turns it into rage, and she calls that rage love. And that is what you see with all the January 6ers I spoke to, is driving them into the capital and driving them now out into a more dispersed kind of uh, simmering conflict. And of course, uh, this week, the Hungarian Prime Minister, the far right, Orban, uh, uh, tweeted um, his support for President Trump and you have Marjorie Taylor Greene comparing Trump being arrested to Nelson Mandela to Jesus. Um, <laughs> finally, you start the book with Harry Belafonte. You end Not with funny, um, the readers, of course, you see your sick fucks. That's, that's, this is all, what happens when, uh, <laughs> Amy, this is what happens when people are not held accountable for their actions. People are not held accountable for their actions. Exclamation point. Marjorie Tra Taylor, Taylor Green. is an insurrectionist. is an insurrectionist. As are over 150 of her colleagues in the Congress. As are over 150 of her colleagues in the Congress. Exclamation point.
None of them has been charged with insurrection. Or anything else for their role in January 6th insurrection. Insurrection. This just emboldens criminals, exclamation point. As someone pointed out, comma, Trump's threats to the judge's family is far worse than his tweets even before January 6th. He is emboldened by the inaction of all three branches of government, the Congress, the White House, the Congress, the White House, the Department of Justice. Nobody is calling them out, exclamation point. They should all be behind bars, exclamation point. They should all be behind bars, IMHO. See, they change the meaning of your words so that your message is not heard.
Lady Chister. Let's see here. So it says, Hi, David K. C-A-Y, just uh, get it right. I am your number one fan. Thank you for your incredible scholarship and research. Would you be my mentor? Smile face. Do you want to write together? Not write. Write. Um... Okay, so here's my message. He's an old friend.
I think that's a pretty cool move. <clears throat> this is giving me an idea for like a, you know Lady Trista. You know, Lady Trista show Thank you. Thank uh gives credit where credit is due. It's <sighs> a good idea for a <clears throat> series. Oh yo. Um, wait, Trista, let's get back to the show. It's been quite relaxing. Yeah. So, did you uh, breathe when you woke up this morning? Did you mm, stretch? Did you stretch? And, uh, you know, crack your back or whatever you need to do. I, there's, here's a life health hack, Trista's tips and tricks. I'll try to get in a Trista's tips and tricks from now on. Every show I'll try to do, a, you know, give you a tip about, uh, you know, because I had... Uh, you know, my pain in the back, in the back, from, you know, when I had too many, too many friends, bed company, too much bed company. <laughs> and, uh, but that, there's that, um, hanging, what do you call it? Forget the name of it. <laughs> It's a, <clears throat> you know, it's like part of an exercise machine. So like, so so I could well, uh, just a why don't you just go out and show? Just admiring. I'm, I'm building a, uh, a cage in the window. No, not a cage. It's more like a little habitat. Yeah, every day tips. Another is a second one. Tips and tricks every day. Um, do the thing that nurtures you. Okay. And and. Uh, Make a list of all those things that nurture you <clears throat> as a person or 
and uh, things this is kind of like melting down all the TED talk that would be a great TikTok like comedy comedy and um, but also informative TED talks all my favorite tech TED talks what I learned from TED talks Uh, TED Talks, everything I learned, I could do like a series, everything I learned, and then, you know, hashtag learn everything learned, <clears throat> um, and, uh, <laughs> comedy, break comedians, oh, we need to start a better community of TikTok comedians. Hmm. Start to do that. Hashtag. You know, Trista, why don't we get back to the show? Well, alrighty then. Me too. Home. Me too. Home. Get an education excuse. that Clarence Thomas pedestalic excuse and your for budget its with the most affordable college tuition um, in the state. With hospitality. NAU online. Achieve your aspirations <laughs> at the with hundreds and thousands of acres. Yeah, that is a sprawling ranch. Private chefs. Yes, when you hire a chef who becomes your personal chef, that is called a private chef. That gives me an Opulent idea. lodges, lavishing the justice. Yes, those are what are called words. Those words describe what took place. You see just how pathetic this right-wing echo chamber is. And, and frankly, when they go out and they try to brainwash all of their support, I mean, they try to brainwash their supporters and their cult followers. I mean, do you think for a moment that they would let their cult followers go into any of these super yachts or luxury trips or exclusive all-male retreats? Didn't they even let them go to Mar-a-Lago? No, this is all a right-wing massive grift. That is what's taking place. They've been exposed and they are losing power. And it is critical. It is vital that we share these messages, that we it is vital, build man. platforms like this one right here at Midas Touch Network to call these people out. Yeah. We need Americans to I'm see this. We right need the now. world to be seeing to this. The Justice Department. Because sunlight is the best disinfectant. Guess he'd go in. OOB. Sad face. Thanks for 11K on my 111K.
thanks for one one okay. Okay. Um <clears throat> I need to uh gonna tweet I just sent out one and that maybe making fun of uh This is MS Popeye's mm -hmm. White Board of Justice based on Rep Katie Porter shows Fox legal battle states to keep an eye on these mother MFers and sue them into oblivion. By the way, the Justice Department, why aren't Fox Acres execs charged as J6 co-conspirators. Hashtag do your job. Okay, this is Ms. Popak's White Board of Justice based on Rep. Katie Porter's White Board of Power. Shows Fox legal battle states to keep an eye on these MFers and sue them into oblivion. By the way, the Justice Department, why aren't Fox anchors execs charged as J6 co-conspirators? Do your job. Do your job. Okay, um, block chop up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And smile. 